Well, good morning, and welcome to everyone who's uh, here for the first time. We're so glad that you're here. Today we begin a um, sort of a six-week series, and it's entitled, Be the Church. Now, I know that we often talk about, I'm going to church, or there's the church. And, and I think that's, that's, that's the way we talk, right? But one of the hidden truths that we need to revisit is that we don't just go to church, we are the church. How do you be the church? Well, we're gonna be looking at that for the next few weeks, and if you get the card that was presented, there are three things we're gonna be focusing on. The first thing is this, community. Who are you doing life with? You know what God intended? He intended for us to be a community, to love one another, to serve one another, to be with one another, to pray for one another. It absolutely makes such a huge difference in someone's life when they're a part of a good community, people that are following Christ. None of us are perfect, I get it. Uh, we, we could have our laundry list of failures, but the one thing I love about being a part of this church is I know that there are people around me who are seeking the Lord and doing what they can to follow him. We're gonna talk about community for the next couple of weeks. We're all gonna t- also gonna talk about identity. So as a part of this church, who are we? Um, who does God say you are? Man, answering that question will change the direction of your life. And then lastly, purpose. What are we here to do? And I love this verse. But you are a chosen people. Wow, he chose us. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. We are the church. We need to be the church. Now, today we're going to begin by looking at community. Now, you should have gotten one of these really nice little political buttons, okay? You see that? And I want to explain it to you because you might think that that's a copyright symbol. It's not. It looks like it, but it's not. Uh, You notice that this, and I would encourage you, get the button out. If you're willing, pin it on. Come on. Let's think about this today. There are two things. Number one is there's the red circle around the outside, and that symbolizes community. And then the C in the middle is the engine for developing community. You know what that is? It's conversations. And when we have conversations, we can develop community. Now, several weeks ago, I heard uh, Dylan give a message to the young adults on this topic, and I wanted you to hear it. Dylan is a recent graduate of the High Street Institute resident program, and I know you're gonna be blessed. Would you give him a warm welcome? Let's give him a hand as he comes to speak for us. Thank you, Pastor Eddie. Good morning, church. Uh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm thankful for Pastor Eddie and, and allowing me to come up here and speak God's word to you this morning and speak something that's so near and dear to my heart, which is community. I love community. And I want to start off by saying I'm thankful for this church because I was a teacher before I did the residency. And one of the hardest decisions I made was leaving that job, my financially secure job, to make a decision, a step of faith, to come to High Street in the residency program. And, and I'm thankful for the generosity of this church and making that easy and you guys investing in me and, and pouring into me and praying for me because it was 11 months and it was really hard, but 
I wouldn't be here if I wasn't, if you guys weren't as faithful and as generous as you were. And so I'm so thankful for that. And, and being that what community is and what we get to talk about today is because it's so close, I want to start off with, with the funniest story that I have as a kid. And as a kid, like you, and even now, you're devoted to a team. Like maybe you like a sports team or maybe it's another type of sports. But for me, it was baseball. I love baseball. But I'm the type of person that I don't like to watch the sport until it's the playoffs. Anybody else, right? I don't, I'm not invested in the team until they make the playoffs because the playoffs is when it matters, right? So baseball, there's 100-something games. That's too many games to be invested in. So, but as a community back home, like, we, as there were so many neighbors that got together that would project something out in the yard. And I remember it was game six, 2011, of the Cardinals. They were in the World Series with the Texas Rangers. And I remember watching the game, and it was seven to five, bottom of the ninth. There was two outs, and David Freeze hits a, a triple, scores, ties the game 7-7, seven, seven, which is already incredible. The moment was intense, and everybody could feel it. Everybody that was a part of that game felt it. Everybody that was watching felt it. They were devoted to the team, and they were excited. And then they go on to win that game. And I don't tell you that because I remember the game at all because I don't, because I had no faith in the team. I was in bed. I went to bed. Everybody else was watching the game. I, got a, I just watched it again yesterday because I didn't really remember it. Right, So what I want to talk about is community. We look at community, we look at it through this lens of it changes. Community changes so often, right? If you look at it through that lens, you're like, okay, I just moved towns, or um, this life group, this community group that I'm in changed. There's new people. Like, community is always changing, and I don't want us to look through it through the, the lens of that, but I want us to look through it through the lens of biblical community because community through that lens of people leaving and coming and going, it's always going to feel like change. But through biblical community, I want us to see how it remains, and we can rest in that. And so for today's message, we're going to be in Acts 2. So if you want to open your Bibles, get there. Acts 2, 42 through 47. And while you're getting there, I want to kind of talk about um, right before this, and this is when Jesus ascends into heaven and the Holy Spirit comes down on his people. And in verse 41, it says, so those who received his word were baptized and there were, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And this is already crazy because that is so many people that have invested their life and poured their life in accepting that gift and believing in, in Jesus as their savior and how hard, like after Jesus just ascends and the Holy Spirit comes down and all these people are being baptized, 3,000 souls. And so what we're going to get to see is, is what happens next. What does it look like for them next? And so Acts 2, 42, it starts in, it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship. And before I continue, I want us to stop and look at the word devoted. Because I think we look over this word and I think we too often undermine the meaning of what it means to be devoted to something. And I think it's important for us to see that they were devoted. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. It wasn't just something that was casual and complacent. They devoted, they spent their life 
doing this, to the teachings and to the fellowship. Like, I don't know about you, but when you're devoted to something, like, you put every ounce of energy and thought. Maybe you're devoted to your job. Maybe you're devoted uh, to a sport that you play in college. Like, your devotion is to that. That's all you think about. That's all you go about. That's all you do. It's what everything flows from. And so what I want us to see is they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And as we see that they devoted to that, we're going to see what that pours out to in their biblical community. And so as we go on and continue reading, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And in verse 44 it says, And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And what I want us to look at next is, is they were doing things together and they had all things in common. I know it's, it's easy to look at this and be like, oh man, they just loved everything that everybody was doing. And, right? and we know that that, that can not be attainable or, or seem attainable because people have so many different likes and interests and desires and and. But what I want us to see for this is there's a Greek word, and it is called koinonia. And if you're taking notes, it's spelled K-O-I-N-O-N-I-A. And it's a Greek word for fellowship. And what this means is, is to share in something. So they, not only did they just have 3,000 that were saved, they were doing life together, they were devoted to the fellowship, and they had all things in common like, this is what we need to understand is this is where we are as believers. We need to be devoted and to share in that. And what that means to, to share in is they shared the same God. We share the same God. We share the same sin struggles. We share the same mission of making his name known. And we share in the same hope. Like this is, and awe came, came over them and many signs and wonders were, were being shown and, and awe, like they shared in the same thing. And this is what I want us to recognize and what I want us to see is that as a community, it changes. But the same thing remains and that as a biblical community, as believers in Christ, we see and we share in the same God, the same sin struggles, the same mission and the same hope. And although we share in that same mission, God has all given us unique gifts. He's given us gifts, and we need to be generous with those. And my, my first point, and I've kind of already, already talked a lot about it, but it's be devoted in biblical community. We need to be devoted. And it's easy for us to tell ourselves that we're alone. But I want us to see that it, it works so much better when we do it together. But when we look at it through the lens of a community that changes, we're going to want to sit back and not engage and invest and be devoted in community. But when we look at it through a lens of biblical community, we recognize that we share the same God and the same hope, and we want to do life together. The awe and that wonder, they shared life together and things in common. 
And I want us to see here too, when I was in the residency, I got to do power packs. And power packs is packing food bags that go out and get delivered uh, to different schools. And at the time, it was seven different schools. And about one Thursday a month, we would go pack. And at this pack, um, there was this, this member of the church, and she would come through, and I would be tying the bags. And, you know, I'm tying the bags, so I'm standing still, and she's going around filling the bags up. And so every time she'd come around, she'd ask me another question. I'd answer. And then she'd come back around, she'd ask me another question because we didn't have a lot of time to talk. But one time right after, and it ends at around 8 o'clock sometimes, depending on how many bags we need to get through and whatever. But she stopped, and she said, hey, Dylan, I want to hear your story. And I was like, yes. Like, I would love to share it. And she was like, no, right now. Drop what you're doing. I want you to share your story right now. That was what was important to her right then. And what I didn't understand is that while I was sharing my story, how much it affected her, how invested she was. As as I'm telling her the story, she's just tears in her eye, and they start coming down her face. And the tears start coming down my face, because I'm like, wait, what's what's happening? Like, this is my story, this is what God has done in my life, and because it brought her to tears, it it made me recognize and, and brought me to tears and just realized that we share in the same thing. You and I, we share in the same, like, it might have felt like it didn't mean anything for me to share it, like it it wasn't going to relate or connect to her somehow because, but it, it meant so much because she had the awe. She was so excited and ecstatic to hear what God had done in my life and how it connected with her. And so I'm here to say also, in community, in biblical community, your story matters. What you say, what you share about your testimony, what God has done in your life, it impacts and it affects somebody else because they might be going through it too. We share in the same hope. And if you come to church on Sunday and you aren't doing things throughout the week and inviting people in and and sharing your story outside of these, these walls, We're missing that connection. We're missing the goal. We're missing the mission. And so we're going to continue on into verse 45. And it says, And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. And I want to make a note again. In verse 46, it says, attending the temple together, together. And in verse, back in verse 44, it says, and all who believed were together. There's so many repetitions in this passage that talks about how we need to be doing things together. And so as I talked about how we need to be generous with our story, We need to be generous in biblical community as well. As my second point, be generous in biblical community. And it's it's hard, I understand, being generous with your time, with your gifts, with your possessions, right? Verse 45, they were selling their possessions and belongings. That's a lot. We like to cling on to that. We like to hold on to that. 
and they were distributing proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Time, they spent time together. I know it can be so hard for us as life gets busy and things happen throughout the week and maybe Sunday is the only time you get to experience biblical community. But I've always heard it, make time for what's important for you and praying through what that looks like for your week and asking God, like, how can I meet with people? How can I be with people? How can I give some time to let people into my life to, to see how I'm living? Like, I want to bridge the gap between my generation of, of young adults are aching for older, wise people to pour into us as much as it might feel like, oh, I'm inadequate to, to hear from somebody or I know everything that I, I, I need to do. Like, I'm here to tell you, like, I have loved so much of, of older members of the church that I get to connect with and they get to pour into me. Midweeks, they pour into me. A small group of two members of the church that have seen and poured into me for the last two years because I've got to sit under their wisdom. And the younger generation of the church, the, the kid street, man, what it feels like to have a child like Faith again. I just went to camp and they look up to, to anybody that's older than them. And I, I want us to bridge the gap between just doing life with a community of the same age people around us, but expand it to be the church, to go beyond not only just the four walls that we have here, but the little community that we like to stick in because it's comfortable. You know, what God could do through you when we sit under and know that we share in the same hope. In Galatians 6, 2, it tells us to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear one another's burdens. That's so hard. It's so easy for us to be like, well, that's not mine. That's somebody else's to deal with. But man, to just sit there and listen, to take time out of your week to sit there like, and pray for them. Be with them. Together. They were attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes. Their devotion led to a generous outpouring of their hearts. Like, I don't know about you, but when, when Jesus ascended, I, I, having seen Jesus, like, I would feel like lost. What do we do? But they together were like, we have the Holy Spirit. We share in this together. And so their devotion led to a generous outpouring of their heart. They reached a point where their devotion to Jesus was greater than their devotion to things. And this bleeds into our fellowship with others. And something I want us to notice is that we all have different gifts. We all have different things we can bring to the table and, and show. And God has given us gifts. And, and something I've always I've, I've heard of this story is, if you look at your fingernail, there's not a whole lot to it very small, it's a very less than 
as we would imagine, than the entire body. But man, if it got ripped out of your finger, that would be painful. When you slam it into a door, it protects it. What I want us to see is that sometimes we can view ourselves as, man, I'm inadequate. This, I'm a fingernail in this church. But you are so much, this role is so much better. You have the ability, the, the gifts that some people might not have to invest and to pour into people. And something that I want to be very gentle with as I go into this next part because it's very it's very important to me and it's very much a part of my story is I spent most of my time, most of my life in church. I grew up in the church. I spent most of my time just consuming. I spent most of my time just going to church on a Sunday because that was what I was supposed to do. I came to college, I came to church, and I checked it off the list, like, yes, I did it again. Made it another Sunday, I'm out, I'm gonna live my life again until I make it to the next Sunday, get filled up, and then go again. That is so draining, can I tell you? That is so draining. And if you're here today, and, and I wanna gently encourage you that if, if you come to church on a Sunday but you don't live that out the rest of the week, you don't invest into a community, it hurts. I went to a church for five years while I was in college and I didn't spend an ounce of investment. And I just expected people to come to me. I expected people to know what my problems were. I expected people to know what my sin struggles were. I expected people to know and read on my face if I was doing okay or not. And when they didn't and I left, I was still feeling as empty as I walked in. And maybe you're here today and, and that's where you might find yourself or you feel like that's where you're at as you come to church on a Sunday, but you're not invested. Can I, can I tell you something? Invest. It's hard. It's not easy to step out of your comfort zone to, to tell somebody, hey, I don't know what community looks like. I don't know who the people are around me that I can invest in. And what a great day to step out of your comfort zone as we are starting this new series, being the church, and we're talking about community and its groups kick off, there is such an opportunity for you to take a step of faith in that community. And as we go on, for my last point, it's B in biblical community. And I left it up there because of what I want us to see is there's so many other words that we can fill this in with. Be present in biblical community. Be consistent. Be faithful. And what I want us to see is the repetitiveness. I know I already talked about a little bit how it talks about together being repetitive, but follow along. We're going to read all of the verses, 42 through 47, and I'm going to emphasize the word and. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And they, 
and all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. It says and 16 times. Because the way that I like to to see this, and it doesn't stop. And they devoted, and they did this together, and the fellowship and the breaking of bread in their homes, and together, don't miss that. Don't be complacent in your life. And sometimes I know it can be hard, because it's like, Dylan, you said a lot of ands, and there's a lot of things that I feel like I have to give up and a lot of time. And, but can I tell you something? Matthew 11:28 through 30, it says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He will give us rest. I felt more weighed down by consuming the church than investing in the church. I felt more burdened by taking everything that the church had to offer and not investing myself back into it, not investing back into relationships, than investing. How sweet it is to do life with people in a biblical community who are there for you, to pray for you, be with you all throughout the week. And day by day, it says day by day, that is every single day. Day by day. Didn't say, hey, come on a Sunday and then wait 14 days to maybe make it back to another Sunday to be in that community. Day by day. Together in their homes, they received with glad and generous hearts. One of the, the most important things that I see in this is In verse 47, it says, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And the Lord added their numbers to their numbers day by day because of the devotion, because of the generosity, because of the the faithfulness and the consistency to meet day by day, living out their lives together together and the lens of a biblical community that remains steadfast because we share in the same hope. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet as the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near not neglecting to me, day by day. Don't remain complacent. While I was at this church in college for five years, I remember I had two friends that were the most devoted, 
the most generous, the most consistent and faithful people in my life at this church. I remember there was a whole year that I just, I just didn't show up. Every Monday night, these two friends from that church showed up to my house every Monday. Whether I was excited for them to be there or not, they showed up. And it's hard for me to, to sit up here and talk about how I missed so much, it feels like, of, of spending life together in, in fellowship. But that year, that, the time that those two friends poured into me, invested into me, I'm so grateful for because what they made me realize is I spent so much of my time feeling burdened down by the fact that I was just consuming the church and not investing and not pouring out throughout the week. <laughs> that I had a consumption of the church and a lack of devotedness and generosity to a biblical community, to an investment into what the church was doing, to an investment outside of this, to evangelizing, to pouring into people, to hosting a small group, to whatever it looked like, I was missing that. And they, they weren't asking me to leave. They weren't asking me to leave the church. I mean, I wasn't already going, I wasn't going. They were asking me to share in the same hope and the same mission and the same God with them. Every Monday, they showed up at my house. I didn't deserve it. I didn't show up for them once. So my challenge to you and my, my gentleness in pushing you today is don't miss the opportunity and the blessings that come from what we've seen in this passage after 3,000 were baptized. They didn't just stop, they, they did life together. They devoted, they were generous. They spent time day by day together. If you would bow your heads. <laughs>